0: So hello, my name is Paul, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Raw Life Podcast, the podcast where I talk to strangers about their life experiences. The podcasts are now on YouTube, so please go there and leave a comment or a like and subscribe if you can. It'd be a big help. And if you do want to get featured on the show, you know, drop me a message and we'll get you on. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Eric.
1: Hey, guys, what's up? I'm Eric the Great. I'm a trap rapper out of Denver. I'm the host of a podcast called Another Booty and Track. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: It's all good. It's all good, man.
1: So what's been up? Not much, dude. Just been working a lot. I've been working on the podcast a lot. I've been jumping on so many people's shows. I've just been, you know, not even just jumping on people's shows. I've been expanding my horizon of, like, listening to other people's shows and how, like, you know, it's like how they are ran and just like how the whole industry is. I've gotten, like, really interested in how everything is going.
0: Ah, okay. So you've just been exploring really at the moment.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of exploring, a lot.
0: Nice. I'll start off with some basic questions, then we can dive into the deeper ones.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So, Eric, how old are you?
1: I'm 25.
0: Oh, nice. Are you looking forward to your thirties?
1: No, not really. Not really.
0: Same. I'm like two years away, so it's a little bit all nerve wracking. Yeah,
1: it, it's like a scary age, huh? I mean, it's it, it's not too scary, but as long as you have like all your stuff together, it's not that scary. But when yeah. you're you're falling behind, you're like, oh dear God, you like dread it as it comes.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and where are you from?
1: I'm from Denver, Colorado, so oh, I'm out here nice. in the U.S.
0: Do you still live in Denver?
1: Yeah, I still live in Denver. Born and raised.
0: Nice. What's Denver like? Uh, if you had to
1: sum cold. It up. Oh, you get okay. If I had to sum it up, you get all the seasons for sure. You get winter, fall, summer. You get, you get everything. You know, um, it's it, you can get all of it in one day too. <laughs> you can get heat really? uh, yeah it can be like 90 then it can go or it could be like you know like 80 and then it can go down into snow and that'll turn into sleet and then that can turn into snow it, it gets it's it gets a little weird it kind of just depends on what time of the year it is but it's it's like a bipolar state for sure it's pretty it's pretty beautiful honestly i mean mainly because we have you know the, the rocky mountains over here so there's a lot of you know, scenic views and sites to go look at and awesome hikes. And always, there's always outdoor activities to go do, especially out over here.
0: Damn, that sounds wicked. It sounds like there's a lot to do over there.
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot. And I mean, we're known for marijuana. <laughs>
0: for <laughs> for, for, Denver, for sure. What, is it legal in Denver? Or
1: Yeah, so they, uh it's legal medically and recreational wise. So anybody oh, can no. get it now. Yeah. Oh, damn, so that's, that's why... Mad. That's why everyone, when that happened, everyone, like, not everyone, like, in the world, as I mean, I mean, like, a lot of people in the U.S. straight flooded to Denver. Everybody was just moving to Denver because that was the only state that had it, like, legalized all the way around, like, medically and recreationally. So we became, like, the next, you know, New York or Los Angeles or, you know, a type of city like that where it's just, you know, very packed and oversaturated.
0: That's crazy. So literally, you can just walk in. Is it like a a shop full of weed? You just walk in and say, oh, I'd I'd like this strain today.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. You just walk on in. (laughs) You just do whatever you want.
0: crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, some places there's really long ass waits, but I mean, that just depends where you go. You know, you got to know the right places, the right shops. There's so many different types of shops, too, that are around every corner, I swear. Like every like three blocks, you'll see one.
0: That is mad.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It's kind of getting out of hand, honestly. But I mean, it pays for a lot of taxes, so it's like, that ah, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> <All> sorted. <laughs> and what do you
1: do for a living? Uh, so what I do for a living is I work for the school district out here, but I also, I mean, that's just like my like kind of day job in a sense. But yeah, other than yeah. that, uh, I've been a hip hop artist and um, kind of a producer slash like sound engineer. I've been doing that for the past about six years, so... That's kind of my whole uh like end game goal but i just work a regular job too because <laughs> nah, I, I don't you, make enough honestly to like if i made a lot i mean a lot even like enough to like live comfortably doing you know music and podcasting like that's just my whole end game is to make enough to live comfortably like i don't even want millions of dollars just enough to like th- have that as my day job that that's the goal
0: yeah sure. no, i understand i mean keep going for it man i mean i'm one of these who believe as long as you put the time and effort in and there's i think always a little bit of luck as well then you can get whatever you want
1: oh yeah if you put a lot of if you put your time and effort and like you're really disciplined in that area to like actually go do what you're supposed to do like even me i was uh when i was rapping a lot had a chance to like basically almost have that as my day job but you know, there's a lot of elements in, in the air that I didn't have control over. So, you know, some things fell through and some things fell out and, you know, I had to keep rebuilding my brand and keep going for that shot and like, Oh, almost there, almost there. And nope. Uh, you know, just, you know, little upsets on the way that happened.
0: It's tough, man. The next two, I ask everybody that comes onto the show, what's the best thing that's happened to you in life?
1: Oh, that's hard. (laughs)
0: Probably. It's a bit of a
1: a, oof, straight to the point. I'd probably say what I'm doing right now is like, you know, podcasting and music. That's probably the best thing that has really ever happened to me because it's given me the opportunity to be myself and go see places and go meet new people and have really weird experiences, you know, Um, just, you know, being around that industry. It, but the thing is, is it's been one of the best things that's happened to me. But it's been one of the worst things. Like I, I wouldn't say I threw away my life for it, but you know, I quit school for it. I definitely have quit, you know, jobs over it. I've definitely have prioritized things like you know, music and recording and going into the studio and stuff like that. So it definitely has had its downfalls, but. I just wanted this to be a priority over other things. You know, now I have a little bit more balance, (laughs) you know, to where I'm still working like 50 hours a week, you know, regularly, and then doing this stuff and, you know, podcasting and making music, writing, being in the studio, recording, mixing. I'm still doing that every day during the week after work and all that. So I learned how to balance it a lot.
0: I was going to say, how do you even balance that? Because doing all the activities, especially working a 50 hour a week job, how do you have time to yourself to actually do all this like the writing the recording
1: oh so okay so with all that like it's like 40 to 50 a week so it and it's not even like weird hours i, I get up i have to be there at like 7 a.m i get off three thirty, four thirty, you know roughly around there so or five sometimes so realistically it's not that bad of a job in when you have that kind of time schedule like you know you have a normal schedule that everyone does you know wake up in the morning go to school or go to work come home and you have the rest from like 5 p.m till 10 p.m five hours to do whatever and that's when I really have to get motivation and buckle down and start doing my stuff and sometimes I will prioritize the podcasting because it's like oh this is just content I need to get out constantly over oh i need to sit here and write but sometimes if it depends on your motivation it depends on like you know how happy you are like how how much motivation you have to write and like if you have good ideas flowing in your head and if you feel creative enough to even start that
0: yeah now like I, i really fucking admire your passion i really do and like obviously you know speaking from experience it's like we talked about man as long as you you keep fucking going for it and going for it you you will get there man
1: oh yeah i mean something will happen but it might not necessarily mean you know a lot of um viewership and fame and money and success and stuff but you know as long as you keep at it there will be a lot of good things that will come your way and you know success will come your way and the level of success you can't really (laughs) judge but you know success is success right
0: exactly it depends what you deem as success though as well right that's right. the thing. It really, it really does, man. But k- keep at it, man. You already explained, obviously, that was the worst thing that happened to you as well. So what I'll did I know? I'll spin this wheel and it'll give us a, a random question to ask you. I've inputted them myself, but, man, I wish I had a real wheel. <laughs> 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 right. sound effects as well. <laughs> that would be cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: Yeah, it would be. Right. I'll start asking the questions then. So what's the biggest misconception people think about you?
1: Um, probably my social media, I bring all of it on myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm just some white kid, uh, grew up pretty like wealthy with, you know, didn't have very many struggles, stuff like that. I was able to go do a lot of things you know, I was able to go do a lot of things other kids weren't. I was very mm, blessed, honestly, (laughs) to have the things that I was having, the opportunities that were put in front of me. Um, The misconception of, you know, a rapper, a hip hop artist uh, being me, I have to portray a different kind of persona in a sense. So I'm not necessarily like a hood rat kid, but a lot of my friends are, um, you know, drug dealers, you know, kind of rough characters. I wouldn't say like super rough characters, but just kind of gringy little characters like that in a sense to where... I get judged in, uh, in different ways. And then they see, you know, since I'm in the industry and I'm around, you know, music video sets and other artists and I'm around other different types of elements that people aren't used to and that they see behind cameras, you know, they'll see that on my Snapchat or my Facebook. They think that my lifestyle is something totally different than what it actually is. And they think that, you know, even in, you know, the music videos that you see, That's not how these artists necessarily live. I mean, some of them do, but a lot of the ones that stay for the longevity of their career don't actually live like that. And they're just giving the media and people what they want to see. So I get that misconception a lot with what I do. People, and I don't drink at all. So, (laughs) and people think... I'm out there popping bottles and, you know, chugging <laughs> beers all the time. And, you know, I mean, just because they I see, I mean, I, and I put that on my social media because, you know, all my friends party, all my friends drink, everyone uh, that's on my podcast parties and drinks, everyone that's on my team, uh, musically, my producers, my engineers, everyone, they all party and do all that. And, you know, it's all caught on camera and stuff like that and caught in recordings and caught on shows. And so... You know, I get there's that huge misconception that I am just like, you know, some hood rat party boy animal type of person.
0: Sounds really like stressful. Like it, it sounds very, very stressful where you've got to live these two. It seems like you're living these two different lives at the moment.
1: Kind of. It seems like it, right? It's like, ah, I mean, it gets, it doesn't even really get stressful because at that point i st- i learned how to just not care i was just like what people think of me and if that's like what people think of me like i get it because you know my social media but to judge me by my social media which you should know if you think i'm if that's how i really feel because you know i'll post ridiculous stuff to you know, carry on the persona of Eric the Great, or you know, to carry on the for the content or brand of uh, a B L T stuff like that. I'll post, you know, ridiculous stuff, and it's people think that that's actually me. That's actually how I feel, and it's like, no, not necessarily. That's just the what you what people see, yeah, you want know, to see, you know, out of founder, this person. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you know, that's not who I am, and for to be actually like judge judged by even people that I personally know. Uh, in my life that are you know not necessarily like close to me but that have like they actually like know me know me then know that that's not me and they judge me in that way it it's weird because it's like wow you actually don't really know me then it's like i've known you for like seven years and it's like you actually really think that <laughs> i do that it's like wow crazy
0: that's, that's mad like i've got a question for you then obviously this one isn't on the um wheel but you said obviously you grew up in a sort of like a wealthy family you you was always well off and stuff like that yeah what's made you in the nicest way like possible what's made you like get off your get off your ass and actually go for something rather than like living off the parents what's Uh, drove you to do that because i know some people would just choose i i once knew a guy who just literally just lived half his mom and dad and done nothing with his life so what's made you get off your ass and do something
1: So a lot of the things that uh, made me get off my ass and do something. Well, so for a while, (laughs) I was an alcoholic, like crazy, like really, really bad. And I was still productive and doing all my stuff. But, you know, a lot of stuff slipped and went down different rabbit holes. But I redeemed and came out successful. But overall, it's mainly my parents. um, My parents didn't grow up with money. My parents grew up poor. My parents didn't grow up with, you know, all the materialistic things that you would really want. They, you know, it's, it, it, we're, we're, so, where my dad grew up, uh, my, we still have, like, in our family, we still have that house, and, you know, we still have, like, cousins and shit that live in that house where he grew up in, and it's crazy because my, there was three kids, one mom, and a grandma that raised, you know, <laughs> three wild yes. children with no money, like, no money at all, and, my dad went to the military um you know I, they went to the military for like four or something years they paid for his schools he went and got his doctorate degree he didn't want to be poor he didn't want to be you know in the ghetto he wanted something better for his kids and you know his family and so did my mom though so, you know my mom followed him and you know went to all these different cities with him while he was in the military and when they both got out like you know, he was, he was in school and when he was in the military, he was paying for her to like go to school as well, you know, stuff like that. So that was a lot of my motivation to really get it going. Cause you know, even not even my dad's successful, my uncle is super successful. Like his brother's successful. He grew up in the same house as him, had the same struggles, had the same problems. He's a chemical engineer. He went to the uh, Colorado state. What is it? It's the school of mines up in Colorado. It's like in golden or something. It's like a really, really good school. Like you have to be pretty smart to go there so you know a a lot of that gives me motivation to not be that guy that rides off of his parents or other family members
0: you want to work off your own backs and succeed
1: right right i want my parents to look back i want to i don't want to just be oh this is my parents legacy no i want to leave my own legacy have my own family have my own kids have my own four by fours and my own shirt you know what i mean like you know i want to yeah
0: i respect that i really fucking do that's very cool of you. It really is, Eric. Thank you. Who is your most influential person? Or it can be a role model. Um,
1: so, honestly, I don't... And so, being an artist, people think that other rappers or other big artists are, you know, your inspiration. It's not even that. It's probably some of my close friends or my inspiration, seeing what they're able to do, seeing some of my friends, you know, they're the same age as me. One of them, you know, he was out there just traveling the world and doing a podcast and his his website. And that's what he was doing. He wasn't, I mean, he was working while he was also traveling the world, but he wasn't working like super serious jobs. He was just able to, you know, live freely, you know, start his own market and really be able to do what he actually wanted and seeing all of my friends do that. A lot of my friends, you know, are booking agents and you know, sound engineers and producers and uh, cameramen. So they, I see all different type of lifestyles and I see what you can really do with everything and how they live too. And, you know, a lot of them, some of them don't make, you know, all the money and most of the money. Some of them make, you know, barely get by with what they're doing, but to see their love that they have and the passion that they have for it, that's what gives me motivation. And I do have a lot of friends that are like successful in this industry in those areas and that's also what gives me motivation because they put in like 10 years of work and have also taken not necessarily taken me under their wing and been my mentor but have shown me parts and parts of the industry that you can't just you know get for free you you just those yeah. are just experiences
0: that that's good man. it sounds like you're with a good group of people though as well like especially if they're helping you you know get get into this industry
1: yeah, yeah. For sure. There was a well there was a point to where I was on my own though. Like I had a lot of people, a lot of backing like with the little record label and you know a lot of different like a different producer backing me and a lot of my friends and everything. But after that fell through, I was like basically all on my own and I was like releasing things on my own and like I just felt the the flop, like the real like like oh, this is not hitting how it was usually doing. I'm not getting the right viewership anymore. I'm not getting the right connections and content out so like that definitely took a hit like emotionally for probably a couple years until i really got up off my ass again and started reconnecting with you know not just old connections but old friends too and that really helped me build new connections and be more open with other people
0: nice man like I'm, i'm glad that you've sort of you've I'm not glad that you had, like, a negative experience during that time of your life, but I am glad that you definitely got a positive out of it, and you was, like, more like, okay, fuck, I need to sort out this shit right now.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's something you got to figure out, and it wasn't even, like, something I sorted out on the spot. Like, this is stuff I had to sort out over like a year and a half or two years you know stuff like that and while was in the work of starting a podcast and trying to get other things off the ground and being in a relationship like that was super toxic and you know blood sucking and you know having to deal with all all these other elements i didn't have too much control over
0: no i I understand that but things get in the way as long as you you know you've got enough energy to get past them then you're always going to be in a positive position
1: oh yeah for sure for sure
0: what's um what's your biggest regret in life
1: honestly probably quitting school oh, really? <laughs> so like as much as i like doing music and all this i would still be doing the same thing i'm doing now if i just didn't quit school like i said my I didn't have to necessarily work. I was working school. I was working, going to school. I was doing music. I you know I, the, all that took up so much time. I didn't necessarily have to work, but I wanted you know my own money and to do a lot of my own things. My parents paid for my schooling and all that, so you know my expenses were paid for. But just everything kind of got overwhelming. So quitting school, knowing that I was just young and you know I could just you. Know, you know when you're young you don't need all the sleep in the world (laughs) you (laughs) you you need to learn time management like I said even back then I didn't have the best time management but now I do that's why I'm able to work a full-time job do music and you know have find motivation and time to you know do research on other people and listen to other people's podcasts and do my own show and other people's shows that's where I find the time is time management that I didn't have and I wish I would have had it then because I would have been able to go to school and get my business and like you know marketing degree and everything like that and I, it, it could have been different i could have been doing other things but still in this industry i wouldn't be so far behind
0: now i understand that i mean that's fucking that's a rough regret that is I yeah
1: agree. it is what it is you know you live and you learn
0: yeah uh, it's interesting now because that's your biggest regret i recently spoke to somebody who said um school was the worst thing that actually happened to him when they went there so it's, it's very interesting to hear both sort of uh, sides to it
1: yeah well it depends on what that person's goal was you know even exactly my friend that travels and my other friends that you know tour and do a bunch of crazy stuff with their lives they went to school for a little bit some of them went to school and you know came out with degrees and don't even use their degrees and everything was pointless <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all a big fucking mix isn't it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so it's really about like where you're really at in life honestly
0: oh no 100 100 100 is there a quote that you live by
1: no there's no i don't really live by a quote
0: Nice, i think, nice. see
1: i don't know I, I i might sound a little ignorant for this because i mean there are Quotes that I read, I'm like, you know what? That's motivational <laughs> and, and shit like that. But <laughs> I think most quotes, I think most quotes are just cheesy, honestly. Oh, when, you know, they really
0: are. Some of them are just exactly, me- you like, me- you met the your spine tingle and go, ooh.
1: <laughs> just super, super corny. Yeah, some jokes like, uh, 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 yuck. The yuck. The,
0: the one that I hate the most is live, laugh, love. <laughs>
1: oh, gross. Oh, Do people get that. In
0: that, America as well.
1: Yes, people get no? that tattooed on their, like, the ribs. And shit, and like sometimes down their arm, people like have that like tattooed on their wrist, dude. Oh, oh, like you know, it's mainly like blonde white girls in the U.S. that have. That tattooed on them.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate that crowd so much. <laughs> so do I. So we're gonna take a quick break. I'm going go to our music section. So the next song goes by from Adam, and it's called "Spell on You." Japan. I put a spell. Do you hold any grudges against anyone?
1: Oh, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me some some of the grudges that you hold against people.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, see, I try not to hold grudges because that creates other problems in my life and it's just time. I don't have that type of... Yeah. The bandwidth in my head to you know have hate and stuff like that but there's just stuff i'm not over even like producers that have screwed me over or other people that have screwed me over or my ex-girlfriend that was you know a cheating you know you know the word yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff like that
0: as well, so
1: don't worry. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff like that it's really it's, it's kind of really hard to deal with that and you know be able to separate out hate and just because you can kick them out of your life like she all these people are like are out of my life but some of them i just hold hate for like you dirty bitch you know <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah. i mean not even just like uh, as as an example towards my ex girlfriend, just even towards like other people that have just like wronged me and like wasted so much of my time to where it's like you were taking up fifteen percent of my life, type of ordeal, and it's just like you wasted so much time, and that went nowhere. And you know, you screwed me in the end. It's not just oh, it went nowhere; I was wronged out of it in a certain in a certain situation and time.
0: Yeah, it, it can be annoying when people fuck you out. and sometimes it's, yeah, yeah, it's fucking so hard to forget about it. Like I've, I've spoken to a few people, and they a, a lot of them don't try and hold grudges but i'm one of them where it's like i'm trying to forget them i really am but there's a certain grudges that i just can't let fucking go of
1: oh no never dude there's some that <laughs> just never it's never and that's, that's going to be with all people that's just in our like human dna like our you know our na- our human nature to do that to like you know think like that and judge people and be all butthurt.
0: oh yeah exactly tell me more about this producer screwing you out but what did he do
1: uh, so I mean I've, there's just been multiple that have done it <laughs> but you know that's also that stuff like that has ruined motivation and really at times I thought because um, at that point I wasn't so independent as I am now I'm super independent like I mean I'll still go through other people and make music through producers and do stuff like that but I'm way more independent now as in Back then, it's like, you hold on to my stuff. You know, I pay you out. Here's your salary or here's your hourly, uh, hourly, either one or, you know, whatever. I'll bring you in people as well. Um, You know, people started losing files. People started bailing out of sessions. People started, you know, getting addicted to, you know, drugs like Xanax and, you know, opiates and really changed their mind. And at the same time, I mean, you know, I was an alcoholic. I was drinking heavily and that definitely probably didn't help situations at times but i wasn't like you know an angry person or an angry drunk or addict or anything like that so i didn't do anything crazy but you know these producers were losing files and being shady and really uh bailing on not just me but other artists and um You know, when you lose files, that's that's an investment. You know, that can I've had producers lose an EP. That's like two thousand dollars investment. Yeah, exactly. And you lost the whole the whole thing because you know.
0: How does a producer lose an EP?
1: so i've had one okay so this is my fault too i should have had my files i should have had him copy all of my files and give them to me just in case so that i do take blame for that and you know you, you live and you learn <laughs> so uh but still i mean even at that point he had them backed up on like three different things you know he he just he basically he had his own studio he moved out of his own studio, didn't run, uh, any recording for like three months, but you know, he did other things like, you know, video editing and, you know, video, he was a cameraman too, did like video shoots, video shoots, stuff like that. So he did do a lot of other things, but he lost my whole EP of everything that I did in the last like six months. I mean, not like recently, but this was like a a year and a half ago, even at that point, lost like all this stuff. And, you know, we were going to work together and make it right. But he ended up getting greedy and screwing me out of it um, when he was supposed to give me certain products and certain things to basically make up for it in a way to keep making more music, like giving me beats and uh stuff like that for losing my investment you know you have to make that right uh. stuff like that you know and i've had like when i was with this record label too the dude that was running everything he was like my best friend you know we were in the studio with him every weekend every you know weekday we were always you know with him partying going out doing you know crazy weird shit. uh he ended up just completely dropping off the face of the earth like i still talk to him here and there but You know at the time he just completely like bailed and like stopped everything we had like a whole album me and so me and one of my friends that is on the podcast another booty looking track he (laughs) is actually a rapper too and me me and him did like a whole album featuring you know me and him and also the producer too you know he was hitting on some songs so he ended up just quitting and just everything like the whole uh, we lost a whole album we you know what i mean you know how much time and investment and you know this all that 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 took he just you know gone and just didn't care and didn't come back with any explanations even though i still talk to him here and there there's still no explanation on you know what the fuck dude why did you just leave and lose all of our stuff and go and not say anything and like you know go run off with your girlfriend for a year and a half and not say anything to us and our whole album is just gone like what the, I you know, know I, it, but and at that point too i should have had my fucking files i should have grabbed them from him we should always have he needs it backed up on his stuff and i need it sent to me and i will back it up on my own stuff i should be i should have known better but you know that's what happens when you want to play dumb and when you cut corners i was cutting corners yeah. i wanted to be quick and efficient but you know when you cut corners <laughs>
0: Yeah, at least you do take some of the blame. No, that's that's very like. Uh, oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to learn how to take the blame at some point, or else you're just stuck in your own head and you're a little bit ignorant, you know.
0: A- exactly, exactly. Do you still speak to the producer though as well?
1: Uh, so w- the one that lost my EP, no, yeah. not at all, not at all. Say. Me and him <laughs> are not on good terms. <laughs> yeah, me and him are like, yeah. oh no. But the other guy, he was like, like I said, he was like one of my best friends. So, I mean, it's hard to stay mad at him. Like I've even seen him, you know, in the last like four months I've seen him. He's been on a couple episodes of my podcast too. So I try not to hold any hard feelings against him. Sometimes it makes me mad when I think about it. Like, you know, you asshole, but um, it is what it is. I have a part to take in it, a part to blame as in why I should have had my stuff backed up, why he left. I don't have any part to take that nah, that was some bullshit but you know it is what it is people do make mistakes i've made plenty but um i, I haven't really talked to him recently i mean <laughs> i heard he was wilding out that's all i've heard from oh, from him, I mean, his brother his brother told me like he's going crazy and yeah so i was like oh no i'm out like he's just drinking too much and partying and yeah that's yeah, taking priority you don't want to him. be
0: in uh involved in that again especially the drinking
1: Nope I'm yeah. all good. I'm all good on that.
0: <laughs> when did you feel most vulnerable?
1: most vulnerable probably in the last like couple years up till now because when I stopped drinking, that's when I was able to be more open and think differently like well not even as in like oh um like a, I'm trying to explain it. So I, I was a little bit more open when it, when you quit, like, you know, abusing stuff like that, it, you don't understand like how crazy even alcohol, if you're drinking every day, drinking all the time, you don't understand how crazy it changes, how you think of everything, like everything, like even the little things that take you off. Like I noticed after like, you know, being sober for like months, it just like my whole perception and of life changed. Like I wasn't getting mad at the little stuff. I didn't care about this and that. Like I had other goals. I had drive to do other things, and you know you don't notice it while you're doing all this stuff, <laughs> like at all. So stuff like that.
0: No, okay. Yeah, obviously it can bring up a bit more anxiety as well. Yeah, yeah. Especially when that stuff goes on, because you feel you feel claustrophobic in a way, even though you can be in like the world's biggest space, you still feel a bit claustrophobic on the inside. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Do you ever feel some people will be better off without you in their life?
1: For sure. Like I've benefited a lot of people. I mean, not just, not just from helping them out connection wise, um, helping them out with like uh, producers or their artists or other people to network with or marketing and stuff like that. I, you know, even just in general, how I've, you know, I still I motivate people myself like even so I my main fan engagement is like Snapchat like I still you know have fan engagement on like Facebook and Instagram but not really as much I engage with a lot of my fans through Snapchat because I like it to be a little bit more personal and
0: direct yeah yeah
1: yeah so like stuff like that I I I've noticed like even people like they they I mean some of the stuff I do on my Snapchat's ridiculous I mean cuz I'm still trying to portray the brand you know Eric the Great and you know the savage some savage kid and Stuff like that so i do a little bit of excessive outrageous things on my snapchat but a lot of it's like motivational too i even people message me all the time like in the mornings like i love seeing your snapchat it makes me smile like it makes me spit up my coffee in the morning like <laughs> yeah, like when i when i send them new episode uh, releases i even have people like one of my buddies even sent me he's like dude i love listening to this in the morning it's great right before work like all that and i noticed that i'm not like a, I'm not like a motivational speaker in a sense, but like I'm, I motivate a lot of people to like smile and do better, and that's all that really matters to me. Like, at all. is that like I can change someone's day just yeah, from it's... them listening to me or from me connecting with them and being able to talk to them, make them laugh and make them feel better.
0: Yeah, it's it's I, I really I really fucking love that, Erica though. It's it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast as well. Because, you yep. know, to, to help people get their story out there and make, obviously, like you said, you're an alcoholic, to make that more, like, to make it more normal and easier to talk about. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get, so people don't feel alone as well.
1: Exactly. And that's what I do on my podcast, too. So, I mean, I don't just bring on artists and people from the industry. I bring on friends and... Uh, a lot of my solo episodes are about like how i've kicked like you know a lot of sobriety issues and like how i've kicked a lot of other issues out of my life and how i've built myself and stuff like that
0: yeah no that that's that's fucking respectful you'll have to send me over some of the episodes and i'll give him a listen
1: for sure for sure i will
0: if you could ask a single person one question and they had to answer truthfully who and what would you ask huh (laughs) a bit of a thinker
1: (laughs) Huh, that's a hard one.
0: <laughs> if it helps, one uh, person okay. said JFK. <laughs> <laughs> J- <laughs> I
1: don't know, I might have to skip that one. I can't... I. I maybe if the, maybe if someone asked me that in like a couple of days in advance i could probably come up with a good
0: one. <laughs> off the top
1: of my head i got nothing on that one
0: yeah it's it's some of these questions that make you instantly try and think <laughs> yeah you're
1: like god damn how much hatred do i have for this one person <laughs> what is the scariest uh
0: sorry what is the scariest situation you've been
1: i've been mean, in a lot of scary situations so that's kind of hard to narrow it down you know i mean i've been around <laughs> i've seen you know my best friend almost get his face blown off three feet in front of me from a drunk kid with pistols i've been i've been shot at multiple times not like you know as in like just at me (laughs) like me and like three of the people i'm with i've been shot at you know i've been around crazy, crazy bullshit even especially being in the music industry i've been probably been almost robbed a few times what else you know i've been almost stabbed i mean i mean it's just crazy things you just go through it's not anything that's necessarily planned it's just the people that i was around you know not necessarily was a lot of it directed towards me it was just the people that i was hanging out with you know it's not like these people were hanging out the window like trying to kill me necessarily but if you're with that person they're shooting for whoever's with them you know stuff like that so I mean I've been around a lot of scary situations, so that's kind of hard to narrow that down.
0: <laughs> uh, this this might sound odd, but what is the feeling like when you're actually being shot at?
1: Knowing that they're not necessarily like get him me like knowing that I'm not necessarily <laughs> their their target like yeah it changes a little bit, but still just the adrenaline rush of even you're just at a party and you know your friend says some crazy outlandish shit and someone goes and grabs a gun and tries to come back in and starts popping around at the house you know even stuff like that um your adrenaline is different even walking on the street and you out front of someone's house and you know drive-bys and stuff i haven't necessarily been part of a drive-by but <laughs> like people that like i've been like shot at and you know because friends starting shit and you know people that are drunk and you know just dumb situations like caught up in traffic you know people you know with road rage there's definitely been like you know pistols and stuff drawn out and chains and you know weird stuff like that but it's different if you know it's not necessarily coming to you it's different there's just that adrenaline rush of like dude what the fuck (laughs) like let's get out of here dude like what oh it's crazy like you know there's still that but knowing that it's still they could hit you with something as a little bit scary, but that doesn't go through your head instantly. As in that dude that like my friend twenty feet in front of me—that's exactly who they were going for. That's different because they might spin the block, they might turn around <laughs> and come back for him. I can just dive in a bush. Or, I mean, they're gonna shoot at me and try and hit me, but they're not gonna spin the block and come back around for me. like no way you
0: know you make it sound sort of so calm
1: (laughs) i mean it's like it's an it's they're intense situations but as long as i'm not necessarily their target like i'm not saying i'm fine with it but uh you know i haven't been anyone's target target um in a shooting shooting so i mean you know i've had people say that they're gonna roll up on me and you know shoot me you know stuff like crazy dumb shit like that but no one has actually pulled up on me to actually attempt to do that directed towards me as their number one target. No, I've never had that. So that might be a different type of feeling I can imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ask you these last two questions and we can wrap it up if you like.
1: All right. Sounds good yeah. to me. let shoot them away.
0: <laughs> what is your biggest fear?
1: Getting shot at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You can't, you can't make it stand so casual. Like, I know. Yeah, being shot at. What's your biggest fear of being shot at?
1: Oh, oh man.
0: That no. fucking goal. No, I
1: just thought that was, that was going to be funny for comedic value. Um. <laughs> my biggest fear, I mean, that is a huge fear, but. <laughs> Screw of, you. <laughs> a lot of my fear is just like success and the work that i had to put in for everything because like i said like i've been you know making music and been around this industry and been in studios and with producers and arts and all i've been around all that for like six years so every month that goes by every other day that goes by and i don't see the jump in success you know what i mean the huge rise in success like you know it beats you down a little bit even though that's not how a success necessarily is it doesn't just fucking jump in the air you have to you know you plant your seeds and everything but i've been planting seeds you know all around for six years i'm waiting for the grass to sprout you know a lot of that it really digs at your motivation so that's like a lot of my biggest fear is you know wasting so much time and energy for no outcome even though like I do change some people's lives I still need to financially <laughs> I need to you know be able to support myself completely off of this content off of me just talking off of me making music I need to be completely reliable on making money through that you know that's my biggest fear I don't want to work for the school district or a warehouse or, you know, HVAC or anything. I don't want to do shit like that. I mean, it's fun. And I mean, I didn't mind throwing gas lines off skyscrapers. That was shitty and horrible, but (laughs) like, I don't want that. I wanted, I want my actual dream to like come true. Like of actually being, you know, in like the, you know, radio industry. Like I want to be broadcasting all the time. I want to have my content out there. So that's my biggest fear of not making it to that level to really change thousands on thousands on thousands on thousands of people's lives you know
0: yeah i said just hundreds it's it's a lot of pressure as well obviously thinking of yeah success story yeah great loved. word
1: pressure yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's fucking terrifying the uh the last question i have for you i think i already know the answer but what is your end goal in life
1: so my end goal in life is of course to do stuff like this and you know always be talking and speaking and you know you know motivating people and trying to change things in the world for the better whether it be with Music or podcasting, and you know, bringing people on. Like, say, I have just like, say, my show randomly just blows up, and I'm the next Joe Rogan. I'm sitting there interviewing underground artists that I want to bring on, that I keep tabs on, that I think are going to change things, that don't get chances to really get that viewership. I, that's you know, that's the kind of thing that I want to do. That's my whole end game. Of course, you know, I want to have a family and do all that, but that's my end game is my. Like my dream, like my goal is to, you know, do all this. And then, then, you know, of course, family and, you know, have a wife and kids and, you know, stuff like that, you know, have a normal life, not get shot at, <laughs> which I have not been shot at in a while. So, I mean, wait. Okay. Th- that's a lot. So that was once, twice this year. But it, it, was, it was just so it was twice this year. But these times we're at like a party real quick. I'll just tell this story real quick. These ones are at like parties to where like they weren't directed at me or my friends. OK, one of them was. So this dude was really hammered. He pulled out his pistol, aimed it at the ground. He had like his beam on it, like the red beam. And he and me and it's me and like four people. And we're huddled in a group like chest, to ch- you know, right next to each other. Points it at the ground and we're telling him to put it away because he's drunk. Points it at my friend. And then puts it at his face, and then like leans back, and then points the pistol up and just pulls the trigger, like and almost like, you know, like he barely, he like whizzed by my friend. So he's like, and like some dudes like tackled him, and like, you know what I mean. They had like security that came out, and then later on that night, you know, there was about eight hundred people probably. Like <laughs> this is like a huge farm party too. There was like eight hundred people. This dude pulled out a forty right as everyone was leaving. Like everyone was leaving, the night was over. This dude pulled out a forty and. They were driving, driving past like a barn where they had like the concert and he pulls out his 40 and just starts firing it in the air. Well, the crowd of people that were there, I had my gun on me and so did all of them. And a lot of them were hammered and dumb. So they pulled out their guns and just started firing in the air. Like people started getting shot and like bullets are raining down and people were tripping and screaming. And this dude started like uh, on the property, this dude started heading out and he was drunk so when he was heading out he thought it'd be cool to like start like drifting around on the dirt road he ended up flipping his car over and like i think kill i think he killed someone in the car but he ended up flipping the car over the cops came and this was like in the middle of nowhere either and there was just gunshot like it was crazy (laughs) and uh, i've been caught and caught crossfire at parties where people are shooting at each other from like you know And one time it was in a field, like there was a huge field, like barn party, like it was like out in the boonies. So these people were shooting at each other from like across the field. And there's like probably a hundred people in the middle of just them you know and they're shooting at each other and we're ducking behind cars dipping in and out trying to get into my car and speed off but we have to wait for these chicks that are in high heels that are at the bonfire a mile away yeah you know stuff like that but <laughs>
0: <Fucking> <laughs> well you've just decided for me i never want to go <laughs> to america <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you don't bro america's crazy uh, especially with how political it is now like everything oh, is people shit. are just too sensitive like if I'm, I'm not a political person at all but like even my friend real quick he had he's a huge trump supporter he's a dumbass for he did this in the area you should just not do it in he had his trump flag on his jeep some dude in the middle of the night at a red light got out of his car ripped it off his jeep my friend got out of the car was like what the fuck started screaming at this dude and his my my friend's wife is in his jeep you know with them the dude peels off and hits my homeboy with his car my homeboy's on his hood like holding on to it like you know what like just like you know trying to think of what even is happening like jumps off gets his license plates all that stuff so like you know it's it america's a crazy place to be right now with just you know the election and just politics in general everyone's all on edge and wants to shoot each other over opinions it's yeah it's not necessarily the safest place honestly
0: yeah um I think I'll definitely leave America. (laughs) Maybe I'll visit Canada.
1: (laughs) Hey, Canada's tight, yeah, for sure. Canada,
0: yeah, Canada seems good. (laughs) Thank you again to the audience (laughs) listening to. Fuck, I pop that up. (laughs) Thank you again to the audience for listening to the Raw Live podcast. It's been great having Eric on here. We've talked a lot about his music and his passion for it, and I really fucking hope he get. I really fucking hope that he gets into this industry. And we found out that he gets shot up quite a lot. <laughs> I just say, Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this episode.
1: Uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I had a good time. Definitely would like to come on again. This is a good time. Um, I'm Eric the Great. I'm a trap rapper out of Denver, Colorado. You can find me I'm on all platforms. Type in ETG or Eric the Great or type in uh, Suburban Savage Part 1 or Part 2. Those are some of the EPs I have out. You can find it. You know, Apple, Spotify, you know, all that stuff. Check out my podcast, Another Booty Licking Track. dot dot com, and you can find us on all platforms. Just type in Another Booty Licking Track, or if you don't want to spell all that out, go to Google and just type in ABLT Podcast, and that'll bring you to all of our stuff too, as well.
0: Perfect, Matt. I mean, <laughs> I really do love the name of that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you guys for the next episode. <laughs> But...